Welcome back, Jim. Welcome. How you doing, Will? I'm good. We had to take a little bit of a medical hiatus there. Uh, I've been going going through some stuff lately, so this past month has kind of just been about getting back to baseline. So now that I'm back to baseline, and now that me and Jimmy's schedules have opened up a little bit more, I think... No, I've just been lazy. Yeah, Jimmy's just been laying around. But for me, I've, I've been doing stuff. So now that, now that me and Jim schedules correlate, we're back on the podcast grind. Yep. yep. How have you been this month, Jim? Any big developments? Anything changing? Uh, not much. Bitcoin price going down. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the prices of everything in the market are kind of dropping. Yeah, about everything. And then, uh, except for oil, oil is going up. And Jesus, we don't even want to talk about that. How expensive oil is around the world. Yeah. Especially in the United States, but in other countries too, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. But I'm grateful to be back. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm glad that we're podcasting again. So for those of you who don't know, um, this past month was kind of rough for me. Uh, my anxiety went from like zero to about 10 out of nowhere. So about a week after me and Jimmy did our last podcast, I, uh, I woke up for work one day and it just felt like there was a snake wrapped around my chest and like I couldn't breathe and my heart rate was at 95 was my resting heart rate and 115 was like my normal heart rate that day and from the moment that I went to work to like I literally got off that day I was just a full-on like panic attack like that entire day and I had no clue what was going on so I called my doctor Uh, they changed up some of the medication I'm on to kind of help keep me calm keep me keep me in a state of you know centeredness and clarity um, but I'm back now. So after fighting through those things, doing some meditation, going to some therapy, getting some meds, uh, I'm finally getting back baseline. So I'm excited. Like I said before, I'm excited to be back, excited to start rolling out these podcasts, kind of start getting back to a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tough. I've never had an anxiety attack or whatever. You that's experience. the weirdest thing either. Like I'd never, this was the first time I had a panic attack, like through, any adversity that I've been through before this, like, I've always been, I've always been an anxious person, like, that's just kind of who I am, but to this extent, like, I never, I never had to deal with things like this, like, like I said, it felt like my, I felt like I couldn't breathe, like, I felt like I was being constricted around my chest, um, so that really freaked me out, but shout out to the therapists and the doctors out there that helped me through that, and I'm back now, I'm back in a state of mental control. Good. That is a good thing. That's you a great that. thing. You always need you always need to have good good mindset in order to just make it through the day, you know? Like because when it's hard to see like what reality actually looks like, it's it's hard to get through your day because for me anyway, it was like I I felt like there was genuinely something going on with me, like there was something wrong. So and when it's just like me in my head it was just kind of compounding over each other. Like, if something was off, like, I felt like it was part of a bigger scheme of something, when in reality it was probably something that I was blowing out of proportion. But, like, in my head, when I don't know what's going on, like, everything is, like, level 10 crisis going on. So, I, it was just really cool that the people at work, because I was at work that day when it was happening, and I went to our the people lead at Walmart, and I was like, hey, look, I'm freaking out. 
And she's like, all right, you can go in this quiet room and, like, call whoever you need to or just, like, figure it out. And I'm like, thanks. That's, that's really nice of you guys. Usually I felt like they would be like, get back to work, slave. <laughs> but, no, they were, they were cool. So I'm, I'm glad to be in a mental state where I know kind of what's going on and how to live life again. Yeah, it's sometimes that, that echo chamber inside your head is one of the worst things to get in and it hard is to get out. Awful. Like my I think I'm my own worst enemy. Honestly, like at the end of the day, what what anyone tells me outside of myself can never be worse than what I the gauntlet that goes on in my head. So like I said, I'm just happy to be through that. But there has been a lot going on since we last podcast. It's been about a month, so we got a lot to fill you guys in on, a lot to talk about. And again, like we talked about before, if you guys want to hear any specific topics or at this point in our podcast show, I think we're starting to get ready to reach out to people and do some interviews. So if you're interested in getting interviewed for the podcast or um, if you want somebody specifically that we should interview, let us know and we can make that happen. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think interviewing will probably be the next step, so I'm really excited to do that because I love me and Jim talking, but it's almost easier to shoot questions at other people as opposed to talking about kind of the same things over yeah. and over. So We become our little own echo chamber. Right? Yeah, me and, Jimmy, me and Jimmy's echo chamber talking about the same things. We need somebody to come mix up the, mix up the energy a little bit. So what's been going on this month? Uh, the big thing for me was the NBA draft. I know you're not a big NBA fan, but I'm a huge NBA fan. So when my team got the number three overall pick in this year's draft, I was really excited. Um, I don't know if you know about the drama that went on that draft night. So for the past, like, three weeks leading up to the draft, there was a consensus, like, this guy's going to go number one, this guy's going to go number two, and then at three, this is who's going to be picked. And up until literally 20 minutes before the draft, everybody would have bet that Jabari Smith Jr. was going to go number one overall. Like, Woj, who's the main NBA reporter, reported multiple times that Jabari was going to go number one, Chet was going to go number two, and Paolo was going to go number three. Well, what ended up happening is that the team who had the number one overall pick tried to pull a fast one on my team at number three. They were trying to get us to trade up for number one so we could get the player that they thought we wanted. And in reality, we just played them to the fullest extent so that they drafted the guy that we wanted at three, and then we got the number one overall pick in the number three spot. So we got Jabari Smith Jr. now in Houston alongside Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and the rest of our young squad. So hopefully we can turn around and not be the worst team in basketball this year. What about the Cavs? I hear a lot about the Cavs. How Cavs are an up-and-coming team, but they, got, they have a mix of talent. Like They got Kevin Love at their small forward, which is – questionable but they got Jared Allen and Evan Mobley at power forward and center which two young guys that are very good and then in the front court or in the in the back court they have uh Darius Garland and Colin Sexton right now who are very good guards as well now they have Ricky Rubio once he comes back from injury so the Cavs are are competing team but I don't know if you heard about the drama today Kyrie Irving might be leaving the Brooklyn Nets I did not hear about that no guess where he's heading Lakers the Los Angeles Lakers is his number one spot to sign and trade. He might give up $30 million to sign a $6 million deal, but to sign with the Lakers. Wow. That would be, that'd just be overpowered team right there. LeBron and Kyrie reunited with Anthony Davis. 
But that leaves a big question mark in the eyes of Kevin Durant. Like, what does KD do in that situation? Does he try to stay with Ben Simmons and win a title for Brooklyn with whatever they get back? Or does he leave, which just screws Brooklyn over when they were handed literally a championship in James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving? Uh, There's just a lot of drama surrounding that situation because, you know, Kyrie was having those battles with the ownership, which I personally, I think, was so stupid. Like, just let him play. If you're going to have all these unvaccinated fans watching, like, what does it matter if he's unvaccinated? So that was dumb. But as a Houston Rockets fan who has the right to every Brooklyn Nets pick between 2022 and 2027, we literally own... If they tank and they become the worst team in the league, if they somehow win the lottery and get the number one overall pick, Houston can say, uh, we'd like that, please. And they have to give it to us. Wow. So we literally own the Brooklyn Nets from now until 2027. And if they fall apart, which it's sounding like they are, my team is going to be in the literal golden position to like build whatever type of team they want. That'd be awesome. It's it's looking really good for my Rockets. And like people were saying when we traded James Harden that it was like the wor- one of the worst trades in NBA history, that like we got screwed, that we gave up way too much for what we got, and now we look like the kings in this scenario. Like we look like the champion of the league. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Houston Rockets in this upcoming season. I was literally going to buy the Jabari Smith jersey that night because I was so excited that we got him. Uh, I was convinced that the Rockets were going to get Paolo Banchero at number three, and so was the rest of the world. Um, But Vegas knew something that the rest of us didn't, and that morning of the draft, the odds for the number one overall pick flipped. Paolo went up through the roof. The betters knew somehow that Paolo was going to get picked one and that Jabari was going to get picked three. Like, before before Paolo and them knew, before the main NBA reporters knew, somehow Vegas knew. So there, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with it, but I'm super excited for this upcoming draft. The only player I didn't want was Chet. I think his skinny ass is going to be a bust in OKC. I'm serious. <laughs> I was getting so much crap for it because they're like, no, you want Chet. He's really good. And I'm like, no. I think Chet is going to be a bust in the league. I think he's going to be... I think he's a good shooter, and I think he's got decent ball handling, but I think he's going to get snapped like a twig when he goes up against anyone with size or strength. Like, Paolo Banchero destroyed him in college. Destroyed him. And when you can't even average 10 rebounds as a 7-footer in college, you're going to have a rough time transitioning to the NBA. So it'll be interesting to see what, what Chet does once he gets to the professional level. But for right now, I'm, I'm praying on his downfall. Dang. Well, I mean, besides those big names you pointed out, I, I, I don't know what you were talking about, but it sounds like you know a lot about I it. I know a lot about NBA basketball. If anybody wants to talk NBA, hit me up, because I know I am fully invested on being like an NBA insider. Like, in the long term of things, if I could get a job for the Houston Rockets, like, that would be a dream to me. Or, like, in the NBA in general. Like, I just love basketball. and watching basketball, talking about basketball. It's something that I really like doing. Yeah, it's a good sport. I mean, I played in high school a little bit, half half the time, and uh, yeah, I love I love I love playing it. 
just on like the pickup pickup games. Basketball is just a fun game to play, and anybody can play it. Like you can play it at any age if you just put in the time, put in the effort. Like no matter how tall or short you are, you can still play in some some level, some competitiveness. Yeah. Well, taking a pivot here, we can talk about some Nebraska football. So what do you what do you how are you feeling about the upcoming season? Dude, I I mean I haven't done enough research and uh, but I I'm I'm excited as usual. I got that same uh, well I guess we'll win a national championship this year type of vibe with me. But um, I've said that enough times when I was too young and stupid. So I don't well, know. It might not be a good year. We'll see. Have you heard about the news about one of our offensive linemen that came out this week? No. So one of our starting offensive linemen, who was one of our only decent linemen from last year, he was one of our guards, uh, he tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs at the beginning of the season and is now has to sit out the entire year. Wow. So one of our big question marks was how competitive and how strong our O-line was going to be. And one of the big key factors in that was going to be how well this guy played. And now he's not going to get a chance to even see the field at all. Dang, and that's, I think that was our main problem was our O-line last year. It was huge, year. our problem. Led. So we fixed a lot of the other issues, like obviously the quarterback situation was a problem. When you have a quarterback who can't throw, you're not going to do much in the league. So once we got that situation figured out, and even that's kind of a question mark I've heard. I've heard that they don't really know what guy that they want to go with. So it'll be interesting going into this season to see what, the team looks like because there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks surrounding Husker football from the tippity top with with Scott all the way down to the bottom guys so it'll be interesting to see what's going on I've heard some rumors about Scott Frost recently that make me kind of think differently about him so dang well interesting lot to just hear about it when it when it all comes out yeah, and I was I was also hearing that the university's getting in trouble because they didn't release the full terms of Scott Frost's new contract, and apparently because that there are some like limitations and disciplinary actions on him that he has to follow in order to like remain coach, like some sort of testing or to make sure that he's like staying sober and not showing up drunk to practice like he was. Wow. I yeah. didn't know that. So yeah, no. There's a lot of there's a lot of Scott Frost news that uh, doesn't doesn't shine a great light on the on the kind of golden boy of the state the past couple of years. So from what I've heard about him, he's he's not the greatest dude. But I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go into too many details. I don't want to get get anybody in trouble. Yeah, man. Don't don't ruin his image for me, dude. I, I like Scott Frost. <laughs> you wouldn't like him if I... T- I'll tell you after the podcast, and if anybody's interested, you can reach out to me and I'll let you know. But yeah, there's I've heard some things about Scott that mm. he's not he's not the best dude in the world. Not not nearly what people have been saying about him. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's tough. But uh, well, for me, yesterday I had a flat tire. This is insane. So what what was going on with this flat tire? So like you you were driving on the highway like between yeah, Nebraska was, City and Lincoln. Yeah, Nebraska City and Lincoln. Coming home from uh, work at Sam's. Uh, coming home from that, and uh, got a flat. And in that construction area, that's where I got the flat. And if if you ever drive down there, uh, it's in that forty five mile an hour zone where um, it dips, and then there's there's like an intersection, but there's 
it's not an actually an yeah, intersection. Yeah, when you're like crossing crossing over from one side of it to the other side, yeah, that they're not working yeah, on anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, I get out there, start start uh, fixing up my car, just the wheel, and on the other side of the 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 road, another car stops and. Uh, it, there's a woman and a man and they seem to be yelling and the guy gets out he walks away I just keep on trying to finish up my finish up my wheel and he comes over to help me and um, this whole entire time I'm on a call with my dad and so just like telling him that I'm not going to be home I'm going to stay at someone else's house in, here in Lincoln and um, I don't know my dad wanted me to stay on or yeah, he just kind of wanted me to stay on because, you know, someone on the side of the road just yeah, it's, walking it's around. Not the safe, it's not the safest place to be, regardless yeah. of what state you're in, on the side of the road, especially when you're by yourself. Like, it's a little sketchy. Yeah. So As you found out. Yeah. And uh, so he walks away, and I keep on going, and eventually they get out of the car. I turn around. They're, they're just, I think, I mean, they're they're next to the side of the road near that ditch, Um and they're on the opposite side. Yeah, they're, they're on the not, opposite not, side. Not so I, I turn back around. Like I'm like I'm done by this point, and I'm just trying to get the jack done, just get out of there. And there's some screaming, and I turn around, and the guy's beating the woman, just wailing on. And um, I feel bad because I, I only yelled at the guy, um, but he looked like he was on something else. He didn't look like he was in the right state of mind, so I didn't want him doing anything crazy. I just, I just I feel bad for not stopping him. You but don't need to feel bad for not stopping somebody on meth from beating up his girlfriend. That's not your job. You're not a cop, Jim. <laughs> yeah, and so, well, that, that was the crazy thing is I'm, like, I'm talking to my dad. I turn around, and I just start yelling at the guy to stop, and my dad's freaking out, and then... Yeah, he tells me to hang up, call the cops, and so the cops got the guy that beat up a woman, which, I mean, in any scenario besides maybe point zero one percent there, there are very few situations where, where you ever go to that extent. Yeah. Unless the girl had, like... Unless she's trying a, to kill you. Yeah, a firearm. Yeah. Trying like, to kill you. If she's literally trying to kill you, then maybe you are in the justified state to do such a thing, but outside of that, like... Yeah. So I don't feel bad. No, you don't need to feel bad at all. You put you put you put somebody who is a drug user and a woman abuser in prison. Yeah. So good for you, Jim. Oh, just you know, out here saving Gotham, man. Just a good Samaritan going around on the highway, making sure everybody's safe. Oh yeah, that's, that's what that's I do crazy. now. So what time was that? Uh, nine thirty. It's like nine thirty at night. You're just yeah. chilling. And yep. all of a sudden, this guy just starts wailing on his girlfriend across the road. Yeah. All messed out. Gotta love, gotta love Highway Two in Nebraska between Nebraska City and Lincoln. It's an interesting place. Yep, a lot of fun. Alrighty, so I don't know how many people know this, but I when I was going to school after, so after high school, I went down to a school called Grand Canyon University. Shout out GCU. Uh, screw you, Brian Mueller. You pos. But uh, shout out to all my homies down there. But. The past two years, I was going down to school in Phoenix, Arizona. Loved it. Loved the weather. Loved the people. Uh, it was a great time. But there were a couple issues that I was having uh, health-wise. And then when my health issues were going on academically, I wasn't performing the way that I should have. 
Um, so with a mix of factors, I decided that I was going to come home. And since working at Walmart, uh, for those of you who didn't know this, if you want to use this tip, I fully would suggest it. Um, but I've been able to go back to school now for zero dollars paid for tuition, zero dollars paid for books, zero dollars paid for anything. So uh, I'm going to college now online through Southern New Hampshire University. The semester just started today, actually. So once me and Jim wrap up this podcast, and if we can get it edited, I'm going to do some schoolwork tonight, hopefully. Oh, gosh. I hate schoolwork. I'm excited. I know a lot of people are... Uh, have different views on education, but I, I genuinely missed having something to do, having something to fill my time in, and just like a mental exercise, where it's like, because for me, working at Walmart, I do things where pretty much I don't have to think at all. Like, my body can just autopilot all these menial tasks that I do throughout the day, like putting things on the shelf, or printing out labels to put on things that need to be marked down. Like, those things don't really do a whole lot for me. So I'm excited to have something, kind of a mental exercise to get through. Uh, Going to go get my business administration degree. So I'm pretty excited. I just want to get in, get it knocked out, and get out the, get out on the world and start living, you know. Um, but I have a different mindset going into this school year than I usually have. Usually I'm kind of like, all right, let's try as hard as we can. Uh, this time I'm going in for blood. Like, I'm looking at the other people in this class as, like, competitors. Like, I'm, I want to be the best, and, like, I'm, I'm going to be the best. Interesting. Like, I do not. I, I'm not here to compete with anybody else because, in my eyes, it's not a competition. I'm better than all of these people, and I will put them in the dirt. That's kind of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that could have been what Lords was like at that's, some points. That's, yeah, at points it kind of was like that at Lords. Like, it was a competition between us to, like, be the best. Yeah, especially when it came to, like, scholarships. Yeah, so I, I think I'm kind of excited to be back in that mindset of, like, all right, I'm not messing around anymore. Like, I'm going to put you guys down. So I'm ready to get in, get started, because I, I want to ace, like, everything. Like, I'm going to go for all the points that I can, like, everything single thing that I can do to prepare to study to make sure that I am the top of the top like I'm gonna do it because I'm done messing around I'm done I'm done playing like it's time it's time to buckle down it's time to get serious no more Mr. Nice Guy no more Mr. Nice Guy it's I'm done we're 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 gonna go and I'm going for blood like I said so I'm pumped I'm excited especially now that I've I've gotten to, like I said at the beginning, uh, when I started struggling, it was rough because I didn't really have anything to like ground me. Um, but I started meditating, and meditating for me has been huge. Like, I'm a huge overthinker. Like my, I, one thing that my therapist said that I'm gonna share with everybody is that the one thing that I struggle with is, like I said, overthinking. But my mind or my memories and my imagination are the two things that mess with me the most. So I remember things and then my imagination hops on that and creates scenarios that never existed based on my old memories. So that's what I really struggle with is like overthinking and then letting these scenarios like get blown way out of proportion and just like running these wild things in my imagination. Like my mind just goes. So one thing that meditation has done for me is just allowed me to like get back to that center point and like be like, look, this is what's going on. This is what you need to do. This is what life looks like. And it just kind of brings me back into reality. Um, 
I really like, I don't know if other people have tried meditation, but I like the guided meditations. So it's where somebody just like kind of talks you down. Um, they like tell you to close your eyes, like tell you how to breathe in and out and like the different methods that you can do that, the different like seconds that you can hold. Um, I like box breathing for anyone who hasn't tried that. Uh, you go in for a count of four seconds and then you hold for a count of four seconds and then you exhale for a count of four seconds and then you hold again for a count of four seconds. And for me, when I was having panic attacks, I learned that using the box breathing was really the only thing that would like give the control back to me, like put me back in the driver's seat. Because when I get in those panic attack modes, the overthinking and like my mind just kind of takes over and does whatever it wants. So once I found meditation and that type of breathing, like it really helped me just get my hold on like what life was and what's going on. So once I was able to find that and I realized that it really does work, like I've been really excited because I've been normal again. So once those panic attacks started, like it got intense because when I first went, like I, I, like I said, I've always been an anxious person. I struggled with anxiety. Um, but when I first went in, my doctor's like, all right, you're going to get this medicine for panic. It's called the Razapam. And I was like, okay. And it said on the bottle, take one a day uh, for panic as needed. So it's like worst case scenario, if you're about to freak out, like you take this. So I was like, all right. The day that I had my panic attacks, I'm like, all right, pop one, go to work. I'll be fine didn't work so I call them once they let me go in that quiet room and I was like hey um I took one of your pills it's not working it's been like an hour and a half I'm still freaking out and they're like all right it says take one a day um as panic but you can take one an hour and I was like okay so I started taking one an hour still didn't help so after that I called them and they're like all right I know you don't want to because I, I made it very clear from the beginning that what they are giving me now, I did not want. I was like, I know, I've seen people who have abused this. I know how easy it is to abuse this. Like, I don't want it. And then I, at this point, with this other, with lorazepam not working, they're like, it's time for Xanax. So, they're like, all right, here's your, here's your prescription. And I'm only, I haven't had to take it since. Like, almost having it as like a worst case scenario like, I don't know if it made me feel better mentally or, like, if it just gave me, like, a sense of control back. But I haven't had to take it. But I have it. That's interesting. Uh, it's kind of like like if you have, when you're at the gym, a spotter. Uh, they might not do anything, but as long as they're there. It, it's like, a, yeah, it, that's essentially what this Xanax is for me. It's like, a, it's like a mental spotter. So, like, if I ever do fail or, like, fail, like, in quotations or, like, start losing my mind, I'll have that thing to, like, bring me back and to, like, put me down to zero again. So it genuinely did help, like, kind of calm me once I had it. Like I said, I haven't taken any yet because I know how intense it can get. Um, but, yeah, like I said, just having it there almost helps a lot. And I've gotten back into a lot of things that I was doing uh, back in high school that I kind of stopped doing at college, like reading I've gotten really into books again, so I got, I bought like six books, finished like three of them. Like I'm just powering through reading. Um, a lot of pod, listening to podcasts, keeping up with, you know, basketball news. It's kind of keeping me grounded, so it's been pretty legit since 
all that's happened, but it's definitely been been a busy month, and that's that in part is why we haven't done the podcast. I really wasn't in a place where I was able to think about anything other than keeping my head on straight. So I'm glad to be out of that and to kind of start living normally again because that was a scary time. It was it was rough for a while because I literally there was a while there that I thought I was like mentally broken where I was like I don't know if I'm okay. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be okay. Um, Especially, like, when I was mid-panic attack. Like, the worst part about the panic attacks for me is that it feels like you're going to die. Like, it feels like something is just going to come and, like, wipe your legs out from under you and that's it. Like, it's going to be the end. But that thing never comes. Like, it never, at the end of the day, like, you're fine. So, like, once I was able to realize that, like, all right, I I can beat this. Like, I'm in control. I've just gotten to a point now where I just get annoyed with my anxiety. I'm like, dude, you're not helpful. Like, you're just annoying. Get out of my head. Like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm fine. I know I'm safe. I know I'm in a place where I n- have everything that I need available to me. It's just about m- now me taking control and doing what I need to do. So, I'm very excited to be in a better place than I was about even a month ago, even last week. Like, each day I get stronger mentally and just more set in, like, this stoic kind of view on life that I have. I started reading, um, one of the books I got was Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So, for those of you who don't know, Marcus Aurelius was, like, one of the greatest Roman emperors. He's actually, he's in the movie Gladiator. Yeah, he's the, was, he's the dad. Yeah. He's the dad of Joaquin Phoenix, who becomes like the really bad emperor. But Marcus Aurelius is the one who like was also the dad of the other gladiator guy, and like brought him up and trained him. But in real life, he's like this super stoic philosopher king, who he wrote. So Meditations is a book that he wrote to himself in Greek, which is what he wrote in because it was the philosopher's language. Uh, he it's called it's literally translated to to myself it would be the title of the book but it's literally just a bunch of notes that he was writing to himself on like how to think and like how to keep himself grounded and like he would probably be freaked out that people had this like book that's thousands of years old it was written in like 150 AD and it's it's been really interesting like it just kind of teaches me to not let my highs be that high to prevent your low being that low. So it's kind of just about looking at things in a realistic way and not letting emotion control how we live our lives. So it's been really interesting reading that book and just finding out these different views on life that we didn't hear about in high school. Um, And I don't know if that's because we went to a Catholic school or if we just didn't encounter that while we were in school but it's it, yeah it's been really interesting finding different worldviews outside of like religious or cultural to like understand life so stoicism in that book has really been helping me kind of just figure things out so if you guys are interested meditations by marcus really is pretty interesting i have it if anybody wants to borrow it so interesting yeah i've never never had to meditate but i've definitely been in like i mean not not in any situation like you but different situations where it just feels like it's never going to end and then one day it just just goes away for me 
Yeah, and that's I got that's, lucky. That was the place that I was at before, where like I would have times where I was anxious, and then it would go away. Uh, but this is this is different. This is like, I think it's more of like a disorder that I have, not like a not like generalized anxiety. Like everyone has anxiety. Like everyone gets anxious about things, but like to the extent where I'm being attacked, the moment I wake up with panic attacks over no specific reason. Like that's that was the most annoying thing to me is that like if there was something that I was really worrying about in the time, it would have made more sense to me. That like, all right, you're freaking out about this happening in your life. But like there was nothing going on. Like it just all of a sudden hit me like a freight train. So it was kinda scary. But like I said, I'm glad to be over it. And one thing like you can say that it's not as bad as mine, but that's the thing. No one knows. Like, nobody knows if anyone's anxiety is worse than anyone else's. Because uh, the worst thing that happens to anyone is still the worst thing that's happened to anybody. Like, yeah. your worst thing and my worst thing could be way off. But, like, it's still the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like a little kid when they get their toy taken. Like, they freak out. But it's because they don't realize that there are so many other things to worry about. Like, that's kind of how I view bad things that happen to you like until you have been through something that's worse than that like it's still the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life and like for people who don't have to go through adversity like it's different and that's really all you can say because it's no better or worse like you could you could put it in those terms but it doesn't help anybody to like compare your situation to anybody else's situation because at the end of the day Nobody knows. And I started laughing because I remember this thing that I saw on Twitter that was saying that imagine if life was a simulation game like Elon Musk talks about, but imagine if there are only two real sentient players and you and Elon Musk are the two people. And he's like, imagine just going around seeing all the things that Elon's doing in this simulation and you're just living your life working at wherever you work. And, like, you see the Teslas driving around, and you see the rocket ships that Elon's building. And just imagine, like, if you're the other player in the, situ- in the simulation, you are so far behind. Yeah, we. the other player sucks, dude. <laughs> the other player is trash at the game, so... You're trash. You're terrible. But, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. But I'm just glad to be in a better place than I was. So, and luckily... So one thing with the medication that they gave me for my stomach, uh, I've been having to take antibiotics over the last two weeks, but I haven't been able to drink like one sip of alcohol. Like I can't even use alcoholic mouthwash because that will like make me projectile vomit. Make you you melt? Like literally like I would get a fast heart rate, I would projectile vomit, and my face would get all red. Like if I drank any alcohol, even a mouthwash. So... Over the past two weeks, I've had to literally cut out everything in my life that was fun. So it, it's been a rough two weeks, like just literally working and coming home and existing. Because like I, I watch TV and stuff, but I don't watch it like I used to. Like I can't sit there and watch TV for hours now. Like it just doesn't hold the same appeal that it used to for me. So just finding things to do was interesting for me. So one thing I did start doing... I go walk at Holmes Lake like every single day now. I love walking at Holmes Lake. I go walk around it and one lap around is like two miles. So I go do that twice, get like 4,000 or like four miles in like 8,000 steps. 
just grinding like bunch of zone minutes for my Fitbit app, but it's been really awesome. Just like finding things that are normal that I can do in real life. That's why I love living in Lincoln so far. Like there's just so much more to do. And like there's so much more to life once you live in a place where there's where you're not limited by like driving around or doing one activity over the other week after week. Like there's endless possibilities of things to do. So I really that's one thing that I've been taking away from living in Lincoln is that there's just so much more opportunity to exist. Speaking of opportunity to exist, one thing I've been thinking about trying is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. There's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu place right next to my therapy. Like, literally, it's the next door over. And I look at it every time, and I'm like, I want to go in there. I want to try this. Because you, if you're a new person there, you get a first week for free. And you can try as many classes as you want. But, like, just having the ability to, like, know that I could kick the shit out of anybody anytime would would be the appeal for me yeah i think brazilian jiu-jitsu is like street fighting essentially it's like jiu-jitsu but for the streets like you don't it's then there's they have no gi jiu-jitsu which is what i would try which is like not the big coat that you wear in traditional competitions but it's like yeah like hand-to-hand combat essentially is what you're training for just like yeah wrestling pretty much Mm -hmm. but it's like higher extent like learning how to break arms and snap legs and choke people out like that would be awesome and i think it'd also be humbling for me to get choked out a couple times yeah probably yeah so i think it'd be fun but i've been thinking about trying it every time i go to therapy i see it and i'm like gosh that would be so fun I, I like not not getting my ass kicked but just getting out there and learning how to do all these things uh because i genuinely miss one thing that i miss about i think like the only thing i miss about high school is sports like organized sports like it was just so easy to go and do whatever I wanted like there was always something for me to do like if I wanted to play basketball I could go play basketball if I wanted to play football I could go play football if I didn't want to I didn't have to but there was something else I could do and now that I have to like go out and find those things like it's so much harder yeah and it's it's crazy to think that we used to work out well at least in basketball and for you guys football Every day. For like three hours. For like, yeah. It was a huge chunk of your day that I was just sweating out every ounce of calorie that I had in my body was going to football or basketball or literally whatever we, like track. Like any, we were doing like at least an hour and a half to, like you said, three hours of just full on working out. It's it's nuts to think now, like, dude, I can barely get up and get to work on time, yeah. you know? I, when I... Go on, like, try to grab something from the bottom shelf at work. My knees pop. I'm like, dude, what's going on? I'm 20 years old. Like, this is ridiculous. So I definitely I definitely feel what you're coming from. I'm like, dude, a couple of years ago I was squatting, like, 485, and now my knees are just shot. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Just got to start working out three hours a day every day now. <sighs> I don't know if I have time for that anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could take three hours out of my day now like back in high school like it was like school sports then whatever else i had to do like but sports was like an ingrained activity that we did all the time which i agree i I don't really ever think about it like that but that's crazy yeah it is it is well i got this uh conspiracy theory for you here now let's hear this conspiracy theory jim um now 
a lot of uh, a lot of people. I don't know how many people know about this, but seed oils are the cause of sunburns, and then uh, furthermore, the cause of cancer, like skin cancer, because of sunburns. So when you when you say seed oils, like what what do you mean by seed oil? Any seed oil, so like canola oil. Uh, everyone has canola oil in their house. Yeah. Um, oh, let me think. Uh, corn oil. Like if you look on here, let's look at let's look at these naturally flavored buttery rounds. Um, we got soybean oil on here. Um. That's it, soybean oil. But yeah, soy soybean oil. How Put much that back stuff on the table. has seed oil in it? Like almost everything. Everything, like granola bars. Um, I can't think of anything like a else. A bunch of car, like like mainly like carb filled foods. Yeah, a lot of a lot of packaged foods. So, what a lot of people eat now these days. Like I have I have a granola bar. I have I have something packaged. Every single day. Yeah, like multiple times a day. Yeah. Because that's what pretty much all food is now. It's like packaged and processed and like finding food that isn't is almost a bigger struggle than actually like eating yeah. normally. And like at Sam's Club, we have butter with canola oil in it. So like, I don't know, it's just crazy to see that. So where are you? Where are you? Everything. Where are you seeing these conspiracy theories, and where? Why do you think that it causes sunburns and cancer? So two things. So last year I was a lifeguard, and uh, I ate pretty healthy during that summer, and I was probably in the sun for, I mean, for four of the four days of the week, probably six hours of the day. So you're spending a significant time just getting shot up with uv radiation and i i didn't put sunscreen on maybe for the first week but then after that i never put sunscreen on for the rest of the summer and i i looked like a bronze statue yeah you were you were toasted last year yeah um but my skin felt so healthy um yeah i i just felt healthy so you didn't burn last summer at all no i just tanned that's crazy. Yeah, and then I, on Twitter, um, I follow a lot of people that are with Bitcoin, and uh, they're super into anti-seed oils, and there's people all around uh, saying that haven't had seed oils in, in six months and was outside today for three hours, and I used to burn, but I don't burn anymore. So it's a untested theory. Uh, by far but still a theory that i think i would i'd put some money on i think that seed oils cause cause sunburns and then furthermore cancer well it's interesting especially since you like were able to grab just some random box that we had in reach and find that there was a seed oil in it like i i guess i didn't realize that seed oils were used as much as they are so now that we're finding out all this information about other things that like we constantly consume like microplastics that they oh, found yeah. out about in 2015 that is like lowering the testosterone of all the children being born and like messing up all of these like reproductive systems in men and women and like the amount of microplastics that we consume on a daily basis and that we have been consuming on a daily basis for years now since petroleum-based products were like started really started to pick up like it's scary 
Like, if you look at some of those studies that talk about how many microplastics and, like, that's why, like, BPA-free stuff, like, it's so important that, like, you understand what these labels mean and, like, what they're saying because the effect that it's having on so many people, like, we're going to start seeing some significant issues start arising here. Yeah, and, and even with, like, uh, branding and uh, correct labeling, so just about two or three weeks ago, uh, a thing with, like, seed oils is also, like, using, like, corn to feed cows and different uh, seeds to feed cows. What is it called? Uh, not corn, but grains, using grains, like different grains. That's where you get the seed oils from. And so grass-fed cows versus grain-fed cows are, people believe, are a lot healthier. Oh, yeah, grass, well, everyone knows grass-fed beef tastes better. Like, mm-hmm. you get literally tasted in them. Like, yeah. the fattiness of grain and corn-fed beef, like, it's still good. You could still eat it, but the difference is astronomical like anyone who knows their beef knows the difference Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah going back to the labeling uh Kerrygold they they said that their cows are grass-fed but they didn't say 100% and so they got caught up in a lawsuit or a class action lawsuit but Kerrygold won because their labeling was like perfect in terms of like not saying exactly but saying only grass like not saying only but saying grass-fed it was crazy these government companies that regulate these things need to start hammering down because there's snivy little companies out there like that like marigold and uh like pfizer like they don't put the right labeling on their stuff so like they put enough to tell you the basic information that you need to know but they're not fully like giving you the whole story so that's when all these people are like getting messed up and having issues is because you're right like they label it just enough to pass through, but also just enough to hide the truth of what's actually going on. That's so messed up. I had, I can't even imagine like finding that out and like realizing at this point that like, are we screwed? Yeah, you just you just got to uh, raise a farm on your own property. <laughs> forget forget grass. Well, feed the feed the grass to the cows and have your own property kill your own cows make your own milk from that would be ideal yeah all organic i don't like that word i don't, I don't like, like I the, word organic. the word Never organic never mind i think it's gotten ruined like yeah. it's got ruined by all these just like politically correct like yeah it, it's a political thing now like organic is like it, yeah i agree the word's just been ruined yeah like brands have taken it and just been like this is organic. Well, what does that even mean? At this I mean, they could they can just slap organic on and just jack up the price a dollar. And... Yeah, like it doesn't actually mean it's organic. Yeah. Like, in the difference when I see like organic fruit versus like normal fruit, I'm like, what? What's the difference here? Shouldn't all fruit be organic? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's from the earth. What are you putting in a normal apple that makes it different from this organic apple? And why are the organic bananas so much bigger than these other bananas? Like. There's something going on that, yeah. like, they don't want to talk about. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, we're saying, uh, like, an apple is gluten-free. Yeah, um, like, what does that mean? Like, how are you taking gluten out of apples? No, well, it, there's, like, none in the first place, because gluten comes from wheat. And, oh, so they're just throwing the yeah, label on Yeah, they're just throwing, there. hey, it's gluten-free. 
But there was never any gluten in the first place. That's so stupid. I mean, I guess I should. I I'm not gluten free. I don't pay attention to. Yeah, gluten my mom. My mom's a dietitian, so she knows all about. Yeah, that. but that makes sense because. Yeah. Okay. So, Jim, how's moving back home? Because I think we talked about that in the last podcast. Well, we're planning on it. It's good. I do got to drive, but that's my only expense. I got free rent, free food, and I get some pretty good food. Uh, yeah, a lot of snacks. I bet. I bet having homemade meals again is nice. Yeah, it like is nice. Like coming home and being like, oh, dinner's done." Yeah, I got pretty good at making my own meals, but there's nothing like mom's homemade food. Yeah, like it's just different. Like it doesn't have to be special at all, but just the fact that your mom made it and that you didn't have to do anything for it, yep. like makes it so much better. That's awesome. But so, how is the commute? Like, do you mind driving? Because I know a lot of people like who commute to their jobs complain about. Yeah, I know it's weird. Uh, for some reason. I I like the drive, but I've been able to not listen to anything, just windows down, nothing playing for the entire ride, and I feel like a maniac for that, but it's weird. I like it. That's crazy. I don't think I could do that. I feel like I would literally go crazy in my own head if I was silent for like an hour just driving. Maybe I am crazy because I'm doing that. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's probably good for you good for yourself to just be quiet for a little bit enjoy the silence yeah sometimes i mean sometimes it does get a little long but uh yeah it's it's not that bad i kind of feel that though when sometimes when i go on my walks like most of the time i listen to like a podcast or like a book or a mute like music uh but sometimes i just turn it all off and listen to just like the birds and the bugs and like people fishing and just like the sounds of the world and it calms me down more than, like, just listening to anything. Like, there's so many times where we're just always going and going and going. And then, like, when you feel that silence, you're like, all right. Yeah. I'm silence back. is deafening, dude. Literally. That's crazy. Well, I think we've had a good podcast, Jim. Yeah, I think so. I think this will probably be where we wrap it up. So thanks, everybody, for coming back and taking a listen to it. We're We're excited to be back. And... I think we'll get a little more consistent with the posting now that, like I said, that I'm back in a better mental spot than I was, and now that me and Jim are kind of on better scheduling, so I'm really excited. Reach out to us, let us know how you like the podcast, what you think we should talk about, and if you want to be a guest, because like, like I mentioned at the beginning, I think we're going to start moving in that direction, so if you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to us, and we might do a little drawing to see who gets to be the first guest and maybe we'll post about um reviewing the show that would be a huge if you guys can go on and give us reviews so that we can spread it and share the show too if you really like what you're hearing let other people know let get them to listen to it so thanks for watching or thanks for listening everybody sorry and we'll see you guys next time yeah see you next time